Welcome back to the podcast, and today I have Throb. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Um, just jumping straight into it. Um, you are nearing around, or actually, you just surpassed 300 followers, which is crazy. To start from zero to jump all the way to 300, that's great. During that journey to 300. What would you say your best accomplishment has been so far? Uh, I'd say there's probably two. Um, the first one would be driving out to New York um, with some of my friends and meeting meeting Sean and Noah 2000 uh, and all those guys out in Buffalo. So that was pretty cool, like connecting with uh, like internet music friends for the first time. The other one... Um, man, I would, would probably be, uh, one of my songs that I have with, uh, Noah and one of my other friends, Rare Candy, is at, uh, like over 11,000 plays right now. And there, there's, I didn't pay for any promotion or any, any plays or anything like that on that song. It's just, it naturally hit over 11K. Yeah, definitely. That's a huge, huge accomplishment. And not only that, you mentioned your drive out to New York to meet friends through music in real life. That's not a close drive to no, New York. Absolutely. That's a very, very long drive. It was like seven and a half hours straight of driving, and we left at like seven or eight at night, and we didn't get there until probably five o'clock in the morning. Boy. You probably just crashed right away when you got. Oh yeah, Im- immediately, yeah. Immediately passed yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, that's a really long drive. The longest drive I've ever been to was, I want to say probably Pittsburgh, and I was very very young and I don't remember it at all. So I I really cannot relate to the kind of drive like that. But when it comes to your song with eleven point seven k, that's crazy. Congratulations on that. That's definitely a huge accomplishment. Not many artists can say that they've gotten over 10K. So that's really yeah, cool. It's, it's pretty crazy, yeah. It's very surreal to me. Throughout your music career so far, who would you say your biggest inspiration would be? Probably Lil Narnia. Just I find the way that he sings extremely captivating. Just like the, the high notes that he can hit, and then he incorporates a lot of like the yelling and stuff like that into his music which is like a lot of the similar stuff that i do um i kind of thought that i was like when i first started um like a year or so ago i thought that i was kind of gonna kind of like be like the only person in that scene um and then i found his music and then a couple a couple other people like gray fox and and some of my buddies do that stuff but I, i'd say as far as like bigger soundcloud artists it's definitely Lil narnia sure yeah, he's almost like an OG for me too. Like when I was uh first starting to get into the scene, I was listening to a lot of Dementia and Shinigami, and he would come up in recommendations. And not only that, he's worked with Dementia before too, so I can definitely relate in that category of kind of music. Definitely, it's a part of music that. I, I think is very underrated. Like you said, you weren't sure how many people would be able to relate to you when it comes to that genre, but I'd say it's definitely one of my favorite parts of the underground scene. And I very much admire the fact that you kind of gone to a specific genre and stuck with it. 
ever since. And that's very, very, I want to say almost rare because a lot of people like to change their style too. So it's really cool. Yeah. Thank you. It's, it's, it really resonates with me just because of like music that I've made in the past and stuff and like band, like full bands that I've sung for. Your most recent song was Lonely Midwest Summer. And that is a very, very good song. I really, really liked it. What is almost the writing process for you when it comes to writing those kinds of songs or lyrics? My writing process is kind of strange because um, I really don't record a lot, uh, but I, I'll like hear, I'll like, I'll just be like listening to music in my head, just like random like beats or noises or sounds or whatever. And I'll, um, like a line like a line of words will go through my head like um this a song uh, i actually have a song coming out pretty soon with an actually like a really really big not a really but a, a really big artist that i look up to a lot uh coming out really soon and i remember i was like freaking out because i had no idea what i was going to send them and i just remember i was like i was like cleaning my house or something and you know just thinking about all the stuff that i've been through and i remember this line came into my head um i was flying so high but now you've clipped my wings and that's that's usually how all my songs start out is i'll come up with like a line that i really like like something really emotional and and like that relates to stuff that i've been through whether it be like breakups or relationships or whatever and then i'll pre then i'll find a beat that i like and then i'll lay that one like sentence down and then i'll write the whole rest of the song around that specific sentence so when i else that i interviewed gray fox who you know he also relates to that due to the fact like he would watch a movie and all of a sudden lyrics would come up to to his mind in the fact that you guys can both literally be doing something that is either fun or not fun i don't know where you work or if you like your work or whatever but sometimes just in the weirdest times lyrics come to mind and that's almost a different part of creativity due to the fact that your mind's almost able to focus on music when I don't want to say when you're not supposed to, but when you're not actually thinking about it, it actually comes to your mind instead of you like wanting to think of lyrics in a sense. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like I, I don't ever like, find like i never find a beat and just like sit down and write lyrics that's just like that process doesn't work for me because i'm i kind of feel like i'm forcing it to happen you know what i mean enforcing music is one of the worst possible things to do because if you're rushing yourself the song's obviously you'd rush to and then it's not going to turn out the way you want it to so taking your time putting emotion into it and relating it to personal life is very very admirable due to the fact that it's a real life experience instead of some people rapping or singing about like cars or an amount of money that they obviously don't have but they say they do do you know what i mean making it real and keeping it real is very important when it comes to music yeah definitely i i agree 100 percent. so if it weren't for what you're doing right now for music in your free time what do you think you'd be doing? I I really don't even know, to be honest with you. I I would probably just come home from work every day and probably just go to sleep. And, and I you know I I struggle 
very seriously with with mental health issues i have for my and i'm 26 now I, i've been struggling my entire life but it would probably just be a million times worse you know what i mean i'd probably just mm -hmm. every day from work and just and lay in bed and, and probably do nothing ever i mean i i like to i like to read books a lot so maybe i'd do that more often but i would probably be way less mentally healthy than i am right now i'd say because music is really my my escape and how i can get that stuff out because i'm not very good at talking about how i feel and music's always been that escape. yeah and in a sense this could not be more true when people call music medicine because it is absolutely medicine in a way that you are able to almost sit down record clear your mind and focus on something else not only that will just keep your mind off it's something that you like and something that you will have other people hear and also like too so it's not only just for you it's for health and it's for other people too that enjoy your music which obviously 300 plus people do which is crazy so the fact that you're able to almost fight through the struggle because life is not supposed to be easy and do what you like shows that you're not letting it drag you down i always say that i make make like all the music that i make for myself but like you said it's really not like it's really not just for me i you know i i don't want to seem like that guy but i certainly hope that someone would listen to my music and and realize that they're not alone you know what i mean in the way that they feel um certainly that's a reason one of the reasons that i make music too i mean it, it, it's just fun also um but that's part of the reason that i do it too like you were saying it's definitely for other people too so they don't feel alone for sure in a sense your new song lonely midwest summer is a bit slower i'd say than your regular music when it came to writing that specific song did you almost take a different approach than usual um you know i i would say that i did a little bit um i've kind of been like there's i have a lot of unreleased music right now and a lot of it has like a similar vibe to lonely midwest summer um that's not necessarily what i really wanted to do um i just heard uh, I, I was just, I had a line in my head and I heard the beat um, that I used for Lonely Midwest Summer. And then I uh, I just decided, you know, that's that's how it was going to come out. It kind of, it kind of wrote itself, honestly, once I heard, uh, once I heard the beat, it really wrote itself. I've, I've definitely been getting away from that, actually, with... Uh, some of the stuff that I have that's on some more some other stuff that I have that's unreleased. Um, uh, but typically, when I do write those slower, softer songs, um, I try to stay away from some of like the really sad, heartbreaking lyrics, and I try to go for more of like a melancholy, slow, soft lyrics more than like really sad, extremely heartfelt stuff. And even though it's a bit of a slower song the beat isn't necessarily like you said it's not a sad it's not supposed to be sad it's just a different style and it almost fit perfectly from what you just described you tried to make it be so it's cool that it was able to turn out the way that you wanted it to 
and it's doing good numbers right now. It's about over 800 and almost 900, and you only released that around a month ago, I'd say, a month and a half ago. So it's doing good numbers, and obviously people do like it. Yeah, yeah, it's doing good numbers for sure. I'm, I'm very happy with, uh, with the numbers that I'm making right now. When it comes to numbers, are you somebody that stresses over numbers if they dip a bit, or do you kind of just let them do what they do? I'd say, I'd say I'm kind of half and half on that on that subject. Um, I'm not necessarily like I don't necessarily stress about numbers. I mean, definitely like when you work hard on something and it doesn't perform as well as you want it to, like it kind of makes you feel bad, you know, but. Mm -hmm. um i had like if you go back and look on my soundcloud i had like a pretty significant uh drop in plays uh for a little while i i changed my name like on all my social media and my soundcloud for whatever reason i I was gonna go in i was gonna go in a different direction with my music and like try and start rapping and like normally instead of singing and stuff and then i just decided to go back um to what I was doing normally. And I had a pretty like significant drop in plays. Like I went, like I was, I want to say it was like the song I put out right before I changed my name had um, like 7,000 plays. And then after I changed my name, it dropped to like 1200. Uh, and then I finally started getting plays back as more people were getting used to my name change. And then I changed it back again to Throb. And then my plays dropped significantly again. But as you could, as you were saying earlier with uh, Lone on my way back to where I was, I want to say like at the end of last year, I think was, was probably like the best I've ever done as far as music goes, as far as like consistent plays on every song. Um, but yeah, I, I guess a, a, sort of a long-winded answer to an easy question. I, I don't really get that worried about uh, about like not getting a lot of plays. I don't make money off my music anyway, uh, so really not a big deal to me. Um, but, I, but like I said, it, it does kind of hurt a little bit, you know, when you put your heart into something and it doesn't do it. Yes, I can 100% understand that too, especially if it's a song you've been working on for months and months and it just doesn't do as well as you expected. But then again, your main focus is not the numbers itself. It's more of the quality of music and the improvement of music. That's pretty much all that matters, honestly. Especially, as you said, if you're not trying to make like a living off of music, it doesn't necessarily matter. It's a self-confidence for sure, but I can definitely understand where you're coming from. So you mentioned before that you changed your name a bit. Is there a reasoning behind your current name, Throb? I wish I wish I could give you like a super great heartfelt answer, but honestly, not really. I was trying to figure out a name for myself uh, because I wanted to start doing like the SoundCloud music and stuff, and I honestly I had no idea what to do. And my name's Rob. So I was like, I'll just, I'll just call myself Rob, whatever. And thinking of a, a stage name is really, really hard, like, honestly. And I very recently, I think it was last night I changed my name. 
it was Oryx, and now it's Neverworld. So when it comes to like a meaning behind it, there's literally zero meaning behind my current name too. So it's just really, really hard in general to think of a stage name. So I can definitely understand where you're coming from. Do you have any upcoming projects, like an EP or an album you're able to almost shed light on or talk a little bit about? Yeah, so I've got a two-song EP coming out soon uh, with uh, both songs on it are me and Gray Gray Fox, uh, and they're both uh, produced by Yanni Golds. I'm I'm pretty excited about that. we have the first song done off of it and it is it's really good i'm i'm not even gonna not even gonna play it's uh probably some of the best work that i've ever done Um, gray fox definitely killed both songs uh and the beats that i picked from yanni are are really good uh so not only do i have that um i've also got uh a four song album in the works um the lyrics are not mine. Uh, I have a very good friend that lives out by me. Um, she owns uh, one of the tattoo studios out here that me, uh, me and my partner are really good friends with, with them and the time visit and hang out. Um, and she sent me this huge poem. Um, so I'm basically turning that into a four song album. And two songs are produced by Irby, and uh, two songs are produced by Splash Game. Wow, those are two very, very big producers, too. Yeah, two of my favorites. Within the scene. Yeah, yeah. Irby's definitely up there. Splash Game's very, very talented. Um, And I'm looking forward to this. I'm sure everyone else is, too. It's really cool that your friend is able to help out, too. That's very, very almost impressive too, to yeah, be able to write a poem and have it turn into something amazing. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a really interesting creative process because like poems, the way that they run and are worded sometimes don't necessarily fit into like the sing, like into a sing, singing style. So it's been pretty, it's like been challenging, which is nice. I like, I like a good challenge. For sure. <laughs> And failing into the last question, if you were to have one feature out of any artist, who would it be? Well, it would probably be a little Narnia. Um, however, you should probably be on the lookout for that soon. That's a great way to end this episode. Thank you for stopping by and having a great conversation with me. I'm very excited to see where you take your career. Thank you, man. I I appreciate being here. It was a lot of fun.